Oh, man, if we could have merchandise for the Grapevine universe, it would be frog hand beer holders. Frogman. Always there to hold your can. Marcus, are you happy? Yes. Hey everybody, I'm Dane Holland, and if you build it, they will come. Ooh, mm, gross. I am Austin Shazam Pfeiffer, and how do they afford that? Oh, I'm Marcus Whitaker, protector of the genome, also known as I'm Electric Man. I'm Austin Tiny Zint, and what does Marcellus Wallace look like? And we're Nerded Through the Grapevine, a podcast where four best friends gather weekly to talk about our favorite parts of past, present, and future nerd culture. And today, I'm beginning, and I I don't do that much, and I'm doing it now. So, we're going to talk about Lego. You guys are very familiar with Lego. Someone is. None of you? You've not heard of it? Uh, I know you're what? not. I know you're supposed to do that to an Eggo waffle. And that's the real topic, isn't it? Eggo waffles. <laughs> that's that's what you were wanting to talk about. I knew it the whole time. I know, but I had to put that aside to actually talk about the Lego company. So I'm fixing to read off a whole lot of information that Wikipedia gave me. But this is so you guys don't have to go on Wikipedia and read all this. I get to pick out the most interesting parts, and I get to tell you about it instead of you know you doing all the legwork. So, Lego was created by, and we all know, we all know exactly who created Lego. Austin, who created Lego? Uh, Kellogg's. Yes, of course. Also known as Old Kirk Christensen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kellogg's for yeah, short. Yeah, you K-K, know. K-K, you we know. know. We know him. Special K. <laughs> the specialist of all Ks. Yes. Uh, the company began in 1934 as Lego. He had actually created it a couple years before that, but he didn't get the name Lego until 34. And it's from the Danish word leg god, leg god. I can't speak. You're not Danish. saying it right. I can't. I know I'm not saying it right. There's no way I'm saying it How right. How can you not it's, speak it's Danish? Spe- I know. I understand. <laughs> Your name is most of the word. I, may, well, maybe everything I say is Danish. Did you think about that? <laughs> I did not. Well, now you are. So it's spelled L E G G O D T, not Lego, but leg god, uh, and it means play well. In Danish, which is fun. Play well? Play well. Don't play good. Play well. Hmm. Yeah. Don't, Don't play bad either. Don't play bad. You, that's another company. That's going to be what? Megablocks? Megablocks yep. is play bad. <laughs> yep. Or hey. Lincoln Logs. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Which actually Lego sued Megablocks uh, and lost uh, in that suit. They've pretty much won all the other ones where they've sued somebody. Um, but Megablocks was awesome. Was it saying. though? They were huge and it snapped together. You know, like they were. Well, they also made Megabox also made the little ones just like Lego, though. Uh, yeah, you're thinking of the big, big ones. Yeah, the big boys. Big. I, I always yep. really enjoyed how my micro machines went well in my Lego world. Yes. Oh, they fit perfect. They do. Yeah. What was the metal thing that was kind of like Legos that screwed together? Was that an erection set? Yeah. You like bolted these plates and stuff together where you erect structures. Yeah. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. And they had like little <laughs> motors with rubber bands, and you can make cars. That you go. can, and <sighs> and I don't. I I actually remember those, and I was never fortunate enough to have one because I was not very good at constructing based on instructions. I never got to finish a game of Mousetrap because of it. <laughs> oh. yeah, I mean, I never followed instructions. I had like one little set, and I would make random things that really amounted to nothing. I made a metal fly swatter though. That was kind of dope. Whoa. Like out of the a functional of a little one? kit thing, it wasn't very what were those good. Called, I don't know. I don't know either. We're trying to figure it I out forever. Remember. Somebody out there screaming. Probably, uh, like you uh, idiots. You need I'll to let add Dane us in something so we know. I'll let Dane continue, and I'll go okay. on a search. Thank you. Lego bricks were made in 1949. Tinker toys, and they, and they were. No, that's not it. Is that it? Tinker the, toys. Those little plastic star things where you put the little rods in there. That was something different. Okay, sorry. Now you're thinking going. of Light Bright. Uh, these were actually originally called <laughs> the automatic binding brick. 
1958, Christensen's son found ABS polymer to be the best material to make them out of. And ABS stands for, here we go. If you thought leg gulp was hard, um, acrylonitrile butadiene styrene. No. And Perfect. I used to I mean, chew how, on these things. At least that's how it, yeah. <laughs> that explains so much. I mean, that's, that's how it's spelled. I don't know if that's how it's spelled. I used to suck said. them onto my cheek and tongue. It was the greatest. It kind of hurt, but Tiny, in a good get way. The, get the Lego out of your mouth, please. I'm sorry, I can't help it. <laughs> Not today. Uh, the pieces are made with only a 10 micrometer margin of error. Like their machines are able to make them that perfectly because every single piece needs to fit together tightly but also be able to be removed easily and that's a very very hard thing to get right and the 1958 pieces uh, the ones they made way back then out of the uh, the abs polymer they can still fit the ones that are made today so you can use any from any set ever made from 1958 on and they'll all work together you know what which that, is awesome that is and that kind of lets you be the one to make you know Make sure everything is awesome. Yes. Thank you. Lego movie reference. Amazing. Uh, and <laughs> Marcus was singing it. I had to help him. Uh, around 36 billion bricks are made every year. Jeez. 36 billion. Oh, my well, gosh. Well, calm That's down, depressing. Don Pablo. That's so many. That's what, all of them. What if, like, in the future, man, when, like, our civilization is gone, all they find is our Legos, and that's what, like, they thought we built our houses out of, man. Why don't we? Because they're really expensive. And if you step on them, <laughs> they hurt so bad. Yes. So, houses are protected against giants. Perfect. See? We're really gearing up for the future now. Gosh. That's a lot of litter. Well, speaking of litter, 1% of the plastic they use to make all their Lego... Which, well, Legos, I don't think Legos is a real, like, is a thing. I think Lego itself is plural. But it's weird to say it like that because everyone says Legos, but I, I don't think Legos is a thing. Anyway, uh, yeah, 1% of the plastic used to, to make them isn't recycled. So 99% of what they use is recycled. That's a lot. That's awesome. Until they sell yeah. them. Well... And then everybody has them. And then throws them and away. And then throws them away. But then the company they get recycled that, into more Legos. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll, they sell, like, of all the waste they have, they sell it to other companies that can be that can be reused somehow if they can't reuse it themselves. That's how Megablocks got started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just at the dump collecting all the leftovers. Now, what about, what about, like, people that throw away their Legos? Like, how many sets that are going out are actually, you know, staying in circulation forever as opposed to just being trash and pollution? I don't know, man. I, I don't saying. have those numbers. There's, yeah, a lot. I'm sure there's plenty. I mean, the only reason I don't throw stuff out my window is because I know you'd be mad at me. I so would be I so mad at you. I don't know Very anything mad. else beyond that point. I have rage. I mean, you don't even know that it's wrong? No, Dane doesn't want me to. No, I don't want him to. Please He doesn't don't. want you to because it's wrong. Yes. He'll He'll send, he believes it to be wrong. I will send Frogman after him. Dane doesn't want me to. He would deserve it. Six two by four bricks can combine in over two hundred and fifty. I'm sorry, that's a much smaller number than the real number. Six two by four bricks can combine in over nine hundred and fifteen million ways. Marcus, do you think you can make nine hundred and fifteen million different brick combinations? No. No. Mm-mm. You don't believe like in yourself like I do. Huh? What does he look like to you? A computer? <laughs> Android man. Uh it t- <gasps> It takes 4,240 Newtons to crush a brick. <laughs> what the, hold you on. know what I thought about. Fig Newtons, like stacking fig Newtons like, on top of each other? Off, how do you know? <laughs> if you, I can't stack over six. I've tried. <laughs> Unless you start like X, like X patterning, <laughs> then they get a little higher up, but then... You can get there. You've touched them all, and then you got to eat them all because you touched. I love fig newtons. They're so good. But, but how did they determine that that's how many combinations of those specific bricks there are? Computers. Because that, that's pretty fascinating that six blocks can make that many different combinations. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, a computer. I mean, you can throw in the dimensions of it and the like the little that, circle snapping. It's that's too just easy a of an problem. explanation. Yeah. I, I, I hope that there is a little Danish man... <laughs> 
that's like super <laughs> Not a old. little Danish boy. A little Danish yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like 90 at this point because he was there around the inception of Lego or Legoth. And he's sitting Legoth. there. He's like, one. Uh, he's actually <laughs> two, he's surgically removed three. his legs to keep his feet from stepping on any more Legos at this point. He has bionicle legs. Made out of Legos. Legos. Yeah. And if he's a, a Danish man, his name could be uh, Butin Skutin. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Until he put on his legs. <laughs> Oh, they got me. Oh, boy. So, 4,240 Newtons is about 375,000 Lego bricks stacked on top of each other. So, if you had them stacked directly on top of one another, that's how many it would take to crush the one on the very bottom. And it would be 11,781 feet high. Wow. Say that again. That's how many Lego bricks it takes to crush a Lego brick. Wow. 375,000 Lego bricks of the same size. If you stack those all up, that's what it takes. Um, in 1978, the first minifigures are made, but most people just call them minifigs at this point. The most valuable minifigs ever. Would you like to take just a random guess of numbers to see how expensive it would be to obtain the most valuable Lego minifigs first ever of all, to exist? Tell me which, is it like a character? It is it is three historic figures, two of which are mythical, and it's a set of three. Gandalf, no. <laughs> Although ben one of them kind of looks, it should be. It should have been them two, but Jesus. There, okay, you're wrong, but go on. I want to hear the other two. Well, I was just going to name other holy men. I don't you know. You could have just said Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost Lego. Right, that's like, kind of that, that would have been going. it. Uh, but it's actually, let's see, the Roman god Jupiter, his wife Juno. And the father of science, Galileo. Galileo! They're made of aluminum, and they are on NASA's orbiter spacecraft called Juno. And it's been orbiting Jupiter since 2016. And these three Lego minifigs made of aluminum were sent on that orbiter into space. So they have been on that spacecraft in space since like, well, been orbiting since 2016. But those three figures are worth $2.2 billion. Because... No, they're they, not. Well, well, they figured... The reason they figure that is because, A, whenever the orbiter falls from orbit, it's going to crash into the planet, and it's going to explode, and there will be no minifigs left. So the $2.2 billion... The $2.2 billion comes from how expensive it would be to go into space to go collect them from the orbiter itself. <laughs> so that's why that specific number is is that. Elon Musk, we're looking at you. Yes, we I, think it's, I think it's totally worth it. They made some replicas of them, like maybe like one set of them, but they've never been like shown to anybody. They're just kind of put away somewhere. So I think that Elon Musk should make it an Elon must to go up there and retrieve those. Yeah, and just just to be clear, Elon, Mr. Musk, I'm not in your shower looking at you, looking at you. What? We're just looking in your direction. It's not stalkery. What? I didn't want him to oh, think we're Oh, because we're, we're looking stalkery. at you. Yeah, yeah. That's what you... Oh, I didn't okay. want him to think we were physically he, looking at he him. He does listen to us while he showers. He yeah. takes hour-long showers yeah. because he can. Why I mean, not? his water heater is probably huge, right? He's got a tankless that's a instant oh. water heater. Oh, you're thing. right. Yeah, the electric ones. Yeah, yeah. Those are so nice. Is your podcast host on drugs? How would you know? How would you tell? <laughs> <laughs> Look here, for these. Here, here are some signs. <laughs> Look at these here warning signs. <laughs> Steelitization of all your things. <laughs> <laughs> or gibberish-style ornery, which make no sense at all. Oh, the most valuable minifig that you can actually obtain, that you can walk up to and see or touch, although you can't touch. You might not even be able to see. Uh, but it's from the Lin- Lego Ninjago movie. Uh, it's a wooden prop of a character named Wu. He kind of looks Gandalfy. But uh, I've never seen the Lego Ninjago stuff. Thank you, Tiny. But uh, apparently this one's worth uh, $104,500. So that's a lot of money. But that's a big skip from 2.2 bill to a little over 100000 
And most of the top, like most valuable pieces are Star Wars characters like 3PO and R2 have a bunch of like pure gold, white gold, platinum. And like, I don't know, they were just special editions like that, that uh, very few were made, if not just one of some of them. But uh, the largest ever model made of Lego was an X-Wing and it was at one to one scale. So it was an actual real life size X-Wing made of 5 million bricks. And that is amazing. Wow. Was you able to sit in it? Uh, Probably not. I mean, but you could look at I it mean, and imagine. You can use your, that's I mean, the whole thing about really Lego. Cool. That's it's the whole, really cool. That's the whole deal. Imagination. They want you to just look at it. That's their way of being able to say, do not touch this. It's uh, like, use your imagination. Do not to touch this or put any part of it in your mouth. It's a choking <laughs> hazard. You know that I would take a piece off of that thing and just put it right in my mouth. Yeah. I mean, you put it back because you're not a thiever. No. When they make these... Steelitization. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So the thing that I was wondering about it is like how do they actually attach them all and just allow the brick friction to be the only thing that keeps everything? That's what it's the, what it, it it's brick friction. Is friction. That, is Are that you the, sure? Or is that is, like is that the only thing? A funk band. Well, it could be. Is no, that no, the you're only thinking thing that's friction. keeping them together. I think so. I, I don't. Well, I don't know if they they could super have to, I don't know if they have to because they're made to stay together unless you pull them apart. Uh, that's just what they said about marriage, but that doesn't work out for a lot of people. <laughs> Are your Legos divorced? <laughs> How would you know? Hold on. How would you tell? Here are some signs. I feel like he's saying we need to super glue him and his wife together. We no. will. No. We can. <laughs> uh, in 2015, Lego replaced Ferrari as the world's most powerful brand, which is really cool because you know Legos made a Ferrari like out of Lego, which would be a real big slap in the face if as soon as they got that award, they were like, well, you know what? Here you go. We can make you if we wanted to. Until you had to drive to work, and then you're like, ah, oh, a real car would be awesome. Speaking of driving to work, on your car is tires. And Lego is technically the world's largest tire maker at uh, 306 million tires a year. Because they make little rubber tires for Lego like car figures and stuff like that. So technically... They're they're more than the good old Goodyear. I bet it'd be a lot cheaper to get those things balanced. Much, much. Just got mine balanced recently. Your Legos or your actual tires? My, my Legos. Okay. Yeah. I go to Walmart for it. <laughs> they're, they're, you just take good it at it. it. You take it to the counter and they just humor you with, <laughs> with no attitude at nope. all. That's how everyone knows you're lying. They charge me full price. <laughs> I've got the receipts. Uh, but yeah, there are uh, nine Legolands. Uh, the 10th will be in New York this year. Well, it was supposed to be this year. It was supposed to be last year, but the Coronas uh, caused for that to be pushed back and it's supposed to happen this year. I'm not sure if it already has or if it will soon. Uh, but yeah, there are Lego movies, which we kind of referenced a little bit, Lego Batman, and then a show called Brick Masters on Hulu, yeah. which is a really cool competition show to where people that are considered Brick Masters uh, in Lego, in the world of Lego, uh, they sit there. Actually, no, they're, they're wanting to become a Brick Master, I believe. Kind of uh, like the I don't know. Forge of... Forge. Forge. Go, no, go on. For, yeah, what? the, the forge. I, I want to hear this. Yeah, yeah. What, what the sword forge thing <laughs> that, that you talked about last time? That we just talked about last yeah. Monday. <laughs> it's like that show, Forged in Legos, fire. Forged in Fire, Marcus. There yeah. you go, Brickmasters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, Will Arnett is the host of it, and he was Batman in the Lego Batman movie, and so he does a lot of Batman references. In they his make a lot of video games too. Yes, they do, and they're actually fun. Like a lot of fun. I've got a Lego uh, DC Shazam movie saved on my queue to watch. I want to watch that with you because I enjoy pretty much everything Lego does. Like, and their whole thing is like, if it's not perfection, it's not good enough. So, like, they are. I think in everything they make, they want it to be as perfect as humanly possible, and they get pretty good, like pretty close to that. I think. Most of the time. I once had to save my dog from choking on a Lego when I was growing up. Not Gracie, no. This, oh, yeah, yeah. This, this was the... Uh, this is a Labrador, okay. actually. His name was uh, Boonduck. Really? Yeah. His name was Boonduck? Yeah, there was a... Was it one word? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, he was choking on it. I just picked him up and I gave him a real quick... Yeet! And he... Uh, yeah, he popped that Lego right out of his mouth. It was great. <laughs> so, they need to put on the box, it will come out of your dog. Yeah. 
Yeah, one way or the other. If he had just swallowed it, then one thing, but he was choking. Ooh, on it. a Lego coming out like that though. Uh, I'd he, rather Tiny's got a dog that has pooped worse. Guarantee uh, it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, is that how you turn like a Lego into a Lincoln log? Yep. Pass it through a canine. That's exactly it. Just like the uh, Kopi Luwak. Perfect. I, it mellows the flavor. <laughs> I'm done talking. Who has heard of the Darwin Awards? Oh, yeah. That's where you do something real stupid and you get an award for it? Very stupid. Okay. Like, like more often than not, fatally stupid. Ooh. Oh. This is like Thousand Ways oh, to yeah. Die, but the people that are doing it. So you can get an award post-mortem? Yes. But Mortem. there are rules to it, which I will read about. Oh. But first, this is about people losing their lives. Oh. But a lot of times there's some, you know, there there's a there's a sort of overarching message to the whole thing here. But it's interesting how it got started. So let me read this real quick. This is from DarwinAwards.com. Okay. So in his seminal work, The Origin of Species, Charles Darwin presented evidence that species evolve over time to fit their environment better. Do the Darwin Awards really represent examples of human evolution in action? Consider that there are three requirements for evolution to occur. First, that a species must show diversity. First, or for example, some people are taller than others. Second, there must be a selective pressure working on this trait. If people live among trees and tall people whack their heads on branches and kill themselves more frequently than their shorter fellows, then short people will have a survival advantage. Third, the trait must be inheritable. On average, short people have shorter children than tall people, so evolution favors short people in this example. Within a few generations, our species would become shorter and it would also become better at evading low branches. The stories on this website, which range from the sublimely ironic to the pathetically stupid, display examples of trial and fatal error that vividly illustrate evolution in all its selective glory. And uh, the next paragraph says, I started collecting these stories uh, in about in 1993 while I was doing biological research at Stanford University. I found them in newspaper articles from around the world, and once I verified their legitimacy, I rewrote them for, small, uh, for a small mailing list of friends. As people passed these emails around, I began to receive nominations from far and wide. When the Stanford server became overloaded, I moved the pages to www.darwinawards.com, which is where I'm at right now. And he set up voting submission mechanisms and became the primary source of, like, basically the Darwin Awards. Um, and then, like, through word of mouth, as well as the newsletter, it's, it's grown to this huge following. I've known about it for a long time and never thought to, like, look into it, like, lately because I heard about it way back in the 90s. Yeah. But then, you know, of course, I think I'm on YouTube all the time. So I'm just like, you know what? I, let me see. Like, and there are people that cover it on YouTube. So... It's just uh, one of those things I haven't thought about in a long time. It also says on here, one sh- uh, like laughter, because you know some people are sensitive, and I understand, especially when you're dealing with things like this. But he says, uh, one should not be ashamed of laughing over the misfortune of others. Humor is perceived by human brains alone, which sets us apart from all other beings. Jokes always involve the unexpected clash between reality and expectation. And then basically he describes two different camps of people who, who like you know will give him some blowback every now and then. Well, at the same time, too, when I'm thinking Darwin Awards, I'm thinking something that also is a a lot of times, at least in my brain, accompanied by a three-word phrase. Hold my beer. Well, there definitely is some of those kinds of moments on here. Like, hey, hold this Snapchat. Oh, And then, yeah, yeah, there's definitely some stuff like that on here. But first, let's go over the rules which qualify something for an actual Darwin Award. Okay. So how are they actually determined? Nominees significantly improve the gene pool by eliminating themselves from the human race in an obviously stupid way. They are self-selected examples of the dangers inherent in a lack of common sense, and all human races, cultures, and socioeconomic groups are eligible to compete. Actual winners must meet the following criteria. So reproduction. That means they are out of the gene pool, dead or sterile. There are some examples where people just get their good goods blown off or something. Ooh, they turn into bad bads real quick. It. And they yeah. are no longer able to reproduce. Question. Yes. Are they... Never mind. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you want Ken, to do this? You, well, think we, first. No. I, I'm going to just go ahead and ask the question. This may Ken, be just for us. So we yeah, can edit that's, it that's out. Okay. Let's give a good space, though. That's okay. <laughs> this is a safe space. Can you use the Hand sanitizer. <laughs> and next question. <laughs> Made me lose my spot. Okay, so reproduction was the first rule. Uh, excellence 
which is basically just an astounding misapplication of judgment. Just a complete and total screw-up, if you will. Uh, Self-selection, so someone that causes their own demise. Uh, Maturity, which means someone that was capable of sound judgment. Uh, And then veracity, the event must be true. So yeah, that's basically what determines a Darwin Award. But I've saved a few of my favorites. Uh, I was just browsing today and just found a few, if y'all are up for it. As long as I don't have to watch. <clears throat> you don't have to watch anything. Because I don't, this okay. Is just, this is a story. I can't, I can't do that. No, okay. no, no, no. And, you know, it's it's gruesome. But, like I said, the, see it as a warning. Right. As a warning of, like, hey, you know that prank that you thought would be funny? It's not. Don't do it. This yeah. is, pe- people are really stupid. Like, to the point of being, of really bad things happening. The Darwin Awards are mostly seen by me every day when I get on Reddit. It's going to be hold my feeding tube. Yeah. And hold hold my feeding tube is what the result of all this stuff is going to be most of the time. Mm. This is one I really liked. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, of course. This is one that's a good one. So, an an amorous couple died while procreating in the backseat of the Russian-made SUV situated near a beautiful lake. Situated, in quotations, rather than it parked in quotations because the vehicle transmission was in neutral. The rocking motions of the passengers uh, caused the small SUV to roll into the lake and below the waterline, whereupon both cu- uh, members of the couple drowned. What were they doing, Marcus? Yeah, why would they be rocking? Like, <laughs> they, they were procreating. Were Oh, that's what it said. That's, so they, they, had to, they were making died while procreating in so, the back seat. So they, they were, were drawing on their computer. Yeah, they were making art on their iPads. <laughs> oh, of man. course, I rock. I rock back and forth when I do that too. Yeah, yeah I get it. Just yeah, anxiety. Yeah. yeah, a lot of it. So some of some of my favorite ones were actually from like the, his the first year that he was looking. Like 1993. Some of these older ones are funny, uh, funnier than some of the newer ones. At least the ones I saw. Well, the new wow. ones are just a bunch of Scene. Of, ki- of kids being dumb. These are these are grown adults <laughs> being dumb. Yeah, you got one of them shots that makes you dumb. So this is February third, nineteen ninety, in Washington. The following mind-boggling attempt at a crime spree appeared to be the robber's first try, due to his lack of a previous record of violence and his terminally stupid choices. As follows: Number one, his target was H and J leather and firearms. A gunshot. Oh, you no. already deserve everything you get. <laughs> yeah. That is just a- number two. Uh, the shop was full of customers, firearms customers. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that means they're packing every one of them. Oh, number boy. three. To enter the shop, the robber had to step around a marked police patrol car. Let me say that again: a marked police patrol car <laughs> parked yeah, parked right in front of the front door. Number four. A uniformed officer was standing at the counter having coffee before work. (laughs) And upon entering the premise, the would-be robber announced a holdup and fired a few wild shots. The officer and clerk promptly returned fire, covered by several customers who also drew their guns, thereby removing the confused criminal from the gene pool. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way of finishing I love those. That's also called instant uh, instant karma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's another one on Hold My Feeding. But then there's some one... This this was 2019. This this one's... uh, Gosh, this one's crazy. Uh, a lot of these like tell you where they happened and maybe even use people's names and things. I, I, I'm going to try not to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, this one's just two Texas. One 32-year-old man, one 23-year-old man. By the way, most Darwin Awards, like literally like 98% of them are men. It's an interesting fact. That's Because yeah, really, we're uh, stupid. Yeah, exactly. we are and stupid. And we do stupid things. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> so uh, Black Bayou Drawbridge was closed to cars and open to boats. Evidently, this was an irresistible Friday night challenge to these two Texas men. The Chevy Cruze stopped on Black Bayou Bridge, and a Texas man emerged and pushed up the safety gate for the drawbridge. His second mistake was to jump back in the car as the driver and accelerated rapidly up rapidly up the drawbridge ramp, thinking, shoot the gap. Like, he's trying to basically <laughs> jump a drawbridge. Which we've all wanted to do, but I we mean, would never attempt. In real life, It yeah. works in Dukes of Hazard all the time. All the time. We know that that show is, you know, accurate to the letter. Yeah, but a Chevy Cruze is not a Dodge Charger make. No, but I mean, it's pretty close, right? No. Pretty. The power to weight ratio is pretty much the same. Basically, they're, basi- they're basically the same car. Basically yeah. the same car. They're basically the same <laughs> car. Basically, I have one. Yeah. That's my car. Yeah. So this one, this one from 2018 uh, was actually kind of reported widely on. 
Uh, do y'all remember the missionary that went to the secluded uh, tribe? The, you're starting to get real personal. I am. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Keep going. <laughs> you, you just said, get in there. I got you. I think I yeah, got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, y'all y'all remember that? Like he went to there's a secluded tribe. Like they've been they've been living on this island for like ten thousand years. Didn't they make a movie about that called Green Inferno? I don't know. No, I think it was called Midsummer. I think it was Jungle Book. No, Midsummer was different. No, uh, Green whatever it is called Green Inferno is about these uh, missionaries going down to a very small isolated tribe and they're cannibals. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This was in like 2018 though. This like happened and like was reported widely on the news. Okay. So yeah, this guy, uh, self-proclaimed world explorer, inspired by Livingston and Jesus, was killed by the very <laughs> was killed by the very tribe of natives he was offering eternal life. So according to BBC in Delhi, uh, he this guy bribed six fishermen to take him out to this island because it's like illegal to even go near it to take pictures or anything because mm-hmm. they're such a secluded people. They 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 think that there might be like sixty of these people left. Um, so he gets these guys. He like bribes them to bring him over there because he's wanting to go witness to them. And they were like firing arrows at them while they were in their boat, but he still chooses to go up there. And the fishermen watch them like literally shoot him with arrows. And he continues to try to go and talk to them until they like literally just kill him and like apparently tie him up and drag his body off the beach like, that's, to where they cannot recover this man's body now. Look up the movie by Eli Roth called Green Inferno. <laughs> is it good? <laughs> that really? That was based on that story. But so is, is that, it a new movie though? It is a newer movie. I think it was like. Well, we should watch it. I thought it was Castaway. Oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! Like a story. Oh village. my lord! Green Inferno was actually made in 2013. That is the so, exact story what you just told me, but real. Well, it's but, probably happened but, a bunch of times. It's probably not. He's the guy's probably not the first. To oh, do this. Okay, that movie's yeah. so screwed up, though. It's it's great if you like gruesome, gro- like grossy gore. I'm not a fan, but some of these pictures are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They they feed they feed this vegan something to eat, and she doesn't realize what she's eating, but like what, she, what she's eating is her friend, a- and th- she doesn't realize it. like she thinks that she's just eating like broth, but she doesn't know what the bowl's made out of. It's like a bowl made out of their skin, like hardened, like crisp. I'm upset. And she looks at the bowl, and it's you know it's her friend's uh, <laughs> it's her friend's tattoo on the bowl. <sighs> so then she like throws up. And breaks a coffee mug that she has inside the cell and slices her own throat. Don't watch Screen Inferno. <laughs> Don't do it. He said to do it. Don't. It sounds like a family-friendly flick. Well, she was a <laughs> vegan, and she wasn't about that so much that she just couldn't take life no more. All right. So uh, there's this person who spotted a 12-foot reticulated python on the side of the road. And they were like, oh, my gosh, that's worth money. And so they, uh, you know, but they put on some gloves and I guess they had like a sickle. I'm sorry. I just imagined a SpongeBob pop. Just a SpongeBob pop. And just gloves like, we're Mr. Snake. Pretty much. But this person was a motorcyclist. So this person was on a motorcycle. With a scythe? Well, with something to try to catch the snake and try to transport it on his motorcycle back home, right? I just I imagine they're dressed up like the Grim Reaper, like she's driving around. You just, just wrap the snake around you and yeah. just drive away into the night. Well, see, he, that's exactly what he did, except the snake constricted him to death while he was driving his motorcycle down the road. He, he thought the snake was trying to love him and give him a hug. So he's driving down the Thank road. You for but you gotta me. know that for the first like mile. That that guy is scooting with that with that sickle of death on his back <laughs> and his motorcycle and his snake seatbelt and he danger zone. I mean, I hope this snake died too. I don't advocate harm to animals, but I hate snakes. They're terrifying. Well, once they killed a human, they'll don't do it again. Don't wrap one around you. But they once actually it gets the taste of your blood. That's it. <laughs> they actually did verify though that that's what killed the guy was was the not was the, the strangulation, yeah. right? Wow. So he, 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 he got di- strangled. He on died his the way he lived. <laughs> that snake was probably screaming inside of its head because you know that it had never gone that fast before. 
I, th- I got a feeling that Jim Gaffigan's going to probably go the same way. Oh no, you think so? Premonition. <laughs> oh, we we've done that before on the show. Please don't asphyxiation by a snake. Oh, okay. Jim well, Gaffigan. I'll Sorry, Jim. Gaffigan now it's going to really happen. That, yeah, we bring too that? many things into reality here. It's just a panda. That's the Darwin Awards. Great finish up, Marcus. If you're having a bad day, it could be worse. And don't be stupid. We really, we really, really can be stupid sometimes as humans. Don't be stupid, y'all. I'm currently that. Yeah, yeah. So Quentin Tarantino. I now I'm of the opinion that he's one of the greatest film directors of our time. For the longest time, I hated him. Couldn't stand his stuff. Because the first experience with him was Kill Bill 1 and 2, which if you like them, that's okay. I think they're complete garbage. I like those movies. But then again, I've never been a fan of like Kung Fu action. Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't like it to begin with. Yeah. But when it got to Inglorious Bastards, that movie's amazing. Oh, yeah. And all of them after that have just been solid gold. So that's made me go back through his backlog. Some are better than others. Um, Pulp Fiction is really good. Jackie Brown's really good. But for those of you who don't know, Quentin Tarantino was born on March 27th, 1963. He was actually born in Knoxville, Tennessee, which what? I was surprised by that. He, he He's homegrown, so that's pretty awesome. He's still present and active today making movies. His first movie was Reservoir Dogs, which was released in 1992. Which I was unaware of that. That's another cult classic. Like, yeah, like a lot of his like older all stuff. All of his is, older stuff, yeah, are cult classics. Until there were so many cult classics that he became popular, and it was more yeah. of like now everything he makes, like it's not exactly. cult anymore. No, no. And Pulp Fiction was the second movie he has written. Uh, his movies are all just filled with dark humor, which is one of my favorite types of humor. From Dust Till Dawn, that was his third movie, come out in 1996. Which, if you've not seen From Dust Till Dawn, do yourself a favor and watch that boy. I mean, I understand George Clooney's in it, and he's not the best actor <laughs> ever. But it's so good, except for when the priest pulls the two shotguns out of the trunk that are pump action, he goes, with both of them, and he's dual wielding those. You can't do that. But that doesn't work. He, he did. He did, but it doesn't work. That's, Why would it not work? It's how are you going to repump them if you got one in your other hand? It doesn't make sense. Okay, very carefully. Okay. You can put one under your armpit. If you're if like you're really talking about that movie at all, that movie cannot be appropriately talked about without mentioning Cheech Marin's character in it. I know. <laughs> like in my head, I keep hearing his speech when he's out in front. Yes, and we just and can't I, say we any can't of it. say any of it. <laughs> We can't say a single word from you, it. Well, you can no. say dirty. You can say smelly. <laughs> you can go uh, moist. Moist. Uh, That's pretty much it. I mean, you can't. And it, it's it's classic. Meow. Oh, yeah. okay. Meow. All right. Yeah. Okay. We've got wet. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Self-centered. Yeah, yeah. it's good. So, I, oh, oh <laughs> no, you said it. That's a gift for me you later. Can't. Uh, so, what's the premise of the movie? Because I've never seen it. From Dustle Dawn? Yeah. Vampires. What? Yeah. They're yeah. in this, like, nowhere biker bar and vampires. That's happen. not even the. Like, Cheech is in a vampire movie? That's like yeah. half. The, not even half the movie is about vampires, though. That's true. But they're I in mean, it. The first half, like, that's one of the things. He, like, splits it right down the middle because you think it's, like, this heist escape slash thief movie. They're getting away trying to go to Mexico and this and that. And then they run into this bar that they're like, why don't you come on in? And they get, they come, you know, they go into the bar and they're starting to drink. And then it turns to dark and they lock everybody in the bar. And then, oh, it turns out that's just nothing but a bunch of vampires. (laughs) Yeah, and then much. Danny Trejo's a vampire. He's the bartender. Machete. That's like that's like the first movie I ever saw him in, and that might have been the first movie he was ever in. No, I think he was in El Mariachi. Bless you. Um, but Salma Hayek is in it. It has one of the best scenes that I've ever seen her in, and she's got a snake, which makes it tie into Marcus's topic. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You did it. Bad segue in the middle of talking about something. (laughs) We find that was all just a segue, by the way. Yeah, yeah. All of that. Every bit of that. Um, 
And honestly, I'm just kind of rambling because I did some just horrible, horrible research today. Because the topic I was wanting to do turned out to not be Quentin Tarantino at all. It was some other fella. Was it Danny Trejo? No, it was not. Because his his film career began in 1985 when he accidentally landed a role in Runaway Train. He was a boxer and they paid him $320 a day while he was on set. That's amazing. Sorry, I just I do. Oh, you're good. Yeah. I mean, we can always go with some machete facts. Always. Which that's his name. Period. Oh, what were you going to say about Marcellus Wallace? Though that was your little intro thing, and I've heard all kinds of crazy theories about that movie. Well, okay, like what's an example of a crazy theory? Like something about his soul being in a in a suitcase oh oh what's in the suitcase man i i don't even have a clue what's in that suitcase well, there's like a ton of like tinfoil theories about that movie that which, we should dig yeah. into well i mean at some point it's a very non-linear movie for anybody that's not seen it what movie uh pulp fiction oh it's just a light bulb in the suitcase <sighs> what it's just a light bulb not, not why is he wearing a actually, band-aid isn't that important to this theory no, like no, like it's actually just a light bulb. Oh, I want to be a light. Like that's bulb. what's in it. Am I ruining it right now? Am I ruining the fun? Because it's a light you're bulb. Messing the magic. I understand, but light bulbs are magic. Yeah, I mean, I how does a light bulb work? Come on. But that is literally what's in the suitcase. Yes. In movie oh, wise, we're talking about like okay, thematically, canonically, canonically in the movie. So okay. for those for those who don't know what linear means why don't you explain what linear would mean (laughs) so like linear is in a line so like you have a point a that starts at one point in time and you have a point b which is the end of it okay in a pulp fiction they just mix all that up so you might go from here to here but then there to there and it just doesn't make sense and you can't see what i'm doing with my hands nope and that's basically the plot of the movie you can't see what what he's doing with his hands. So it happens out of order. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it's non-chronological. Very, very out of order. So because one of the ending scenes is at the very beginning of the movie. So I was also wondering about um, Uma Thurman in that movie. Does she really dance? I don't know. Well, Fall Out Boy sang a song about it. So I just... <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the movie. So I You've never seen Pulp... I don't... Uma Thurman is in there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's the oh, one yeah. that, uh, with John Travolta. She has the they dance. Scene with, yeah, with John Travolta. Yeah, they're yeah. like super high on and they're coke. dancing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. duh, duh. In the fifties, yeah. always like super super Uma Thurman as a different person than who she actually is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was your actual topic? You kind of, kind of gave Ooh. us a little taste, and I want the whole thing. Yeah, we, we interrupted I, I, you. Honestly, just Quentin Tarantino in general. Oh, okay. Just general discussion. Yeah, of yeah, that. yeah. Because I was going to talk about a movie that's not even his. So. Yeah, what was that one? Yeah, El Mariachi. Um, it it's part of the Once Upon a Time in Mexico trilogy, which um, is El Mariachi, Desperado, and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Um, two of which Antonio Banderas stars in. El Mariachi is a totally different animal. The 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 guy's last name is Rodriguez. I don't remember his first name, but he was in Mexico and he's trying to make this movie. So he borrows some film equipment and grabs people off the streets. Hey, you want to be in a movie? And so he makes this movie with just random people. Uh, It's about a guy. He's a mariachi. He travels around playing music for people. Gang violence ensues. He has to take the law into his own hands. And then he becomes essentially, by the time you get to the second and third movie, a hitman that poses as a mariachi. Okay, but he started as a mariachi. Yeah, yeah. And then he went to Hitman, exactly. and then he went to mariachi, but he's really a he, Hitman. He's, but he's both, because oh. in the second movie, Desperado, the opening scene is hilariously bad, because he's on stage, he's playing some sweet rock gif, uh, riffs on his guitar. <laughs> GIFs, wow. <laughs> and Like those moving pictures? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he kind of turns sideways and goes, and starts shooting people with his guitar. It's ridiculous. Good. But it's pretty great. (laughs) And like he's got guns in his guitar case and like the guitar opens and there's like pistols and stuff. Yeah. Pretty good movies. Strangle somebody with a guitar string. 
that would work. Doesn't. It's like a piano. Like or a you piano could probably string, just cut yeah. their neck with wire. it. You probably just like cut their head off just, with it. Just viciously lacerate. Yeah, and also the, Ooh, the that'd be awful. The underside of it is serrated from how long it's been on your guitar's fretboard too. So just yeah. saw. It's got little spots of rust, so you get tetanus. <laughs> yeah, just all up in that. Might be the last boy. of your worries. Well, I mean, there's a question that's plaguing the occasional person's mind, and that occasional person should probably just be me today while I'm sitting on the couch. So this was the question: Is who who's funding this? Okay, who's funding this? You know, me. I've bought all the equipment. So yeah, but not this podcast in general. Oh, okay. I'm you mean something else? Different. Just, just <laughs> here, here. It's it's a question because there was a little bit of a internet snafu for my brain that just it threw it for a loop because I did not ever put this into thought. What do the Scoob and gang, like the mystery team, like what does Scoob and the gang do for money? This made way too much sense to me, but there are so many things that are teams, like super teams or like... <laughs> Like comic, like comedy, comic duos, not comedy, but comic duos and stuff that don't really have a good origin to how they make money and how they support themselves. Like, okay, here's the example. I'm going to read it to you. How does Scooby Doo and the gang have enough money to travel the world and solve mysteries for free? They must be some trust fund kids. Uh, I was under the impression that they were hired by the people at each of the place to investigate the mysteries. That is the practical answer. Or maybe just uh, maybe Shaggy is a street pharmacist. You see, now here's the thing: um, there are several levels to answers. We've got. Um, I mean, maybe if you're a stoner, you'd think you know Shaggy's a pot dealer. That's what it says. Call me out on on, on the live air. Oh well, hey. I mean, there's the, also a talking. Now dog, wait a minute. So charge people now to wait a minute. Him. Now wait a damn minute. The cynical answer is Shaggy is a pot dealer. <laughs> uh, the businessman's answer is uh, Shaggy's a pot dealer. <laughs> the practical answer, the gang probably charges a fee for their services. So that's the practical answer. The real answer, Shaggy's definitely a pot dealer. <laughs> but the bigger where, where question. Where are you reading a, that from? Oh, it's just a, a random meme that I saw. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's just... I just kind of sparked my brain, and I thought it was really funny because there are multiple different teams that I thought of, you know. And I just by multiple, I mean f- f- four. I, I got four. That's multiple. Though. And that's well, all. I do know that the Star Wars fandom always criticize like, how does the Empire have this much money to like make a Death Star? <laughs> yeah, that's like a planet-sized spaceship. Well, when the you, amount of resources when you take over a government. That is over <laughs> the entire galaxy. You can print it. That's how you can afford that. Oh, yeah. Right. But even then, like, it's still kind of like, kind of unbelievable that they would have that much, like a, a planet sized machine. I'm just saying. Some people criticize. I don't criticize it because I don't care. I, mean, I think it's awesome. <laughs> Did you see how many aliens were on the Senate floor? <laughs> the, it is a galactic empire yeah, or there, a galactic. There was uh, yeah. hundreds, if not. Several hundred <laughs> pairs of senators in that room with the discs along the walls. Who else you got? They, I don't they probably all agreed topic. that it just doesn't cost money. They're yeah. like, it doesn't matter. Just they built it, it with yeah. the force. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? In the galactic planet, in the planet, in the planet. Anyway, see, uh, Supernatural was a was a duo that I thought of because it's never really one hundred percent explained like where they get their money besides the occasional like credit card fraud. And I was like, is that it? <laughs> Like, do they literally live their entire lives by just, you know, they're saving people, hunting things, and committing, you know, millions of dollars worth of credit fraud? Is that just... They're stealing the credit cards off of the people they save. We gotta do bad because we are good. (laughs) And the things they kill. Because if you kill a beast that has a wallet that supposedly doesn't exist... yeah. It might as well be your wallet and credit card. That is, that's the law. It's your. Yeah, if yeah. you kill yeah. a mythical beast that has a wallet, you are now the owner of said wallet. Exactly. So, so Sam and Dean are basically like just picking up the field mice and bopping them on the head like bunny, <laughs> like bunny foo foo, like hopping yeah, through the forest. Basically, yeah. you know, little Sam and Deany bopping through the forest, picking up the vampires and bopping them on the head. <laughs> 
Did any of those register in the mic or did I just sure. smack the hell Even out if of they don't, mouth. I'll just throw one in there. My mouth tastes like iron now. <laughs> I think I busted my mouth. Delicious. Um, Ash Ketchum, how does he pay for anything <laughs> at all? How does Ash Ketchum uh, pay for a thing? He travels an entire state's size area on his bicycle or by foot through random exchanges with strange people. In the video games, you win money from trainers whenever you beat them. So maybe that's the way it is in the show, but they never show that. They never show that. But it is a weird system. Like it's it's like a bet. Like you, it's an unsaid bet whenever yeah. you battle somebody. Because I don't. If you lose, you lose money. Yeah, I don't think you. It sounds like he's yeah, mugging I don't think you people. Lose it. <laughs> it really does. It's, I'm, I'm gonna. It's mug a bully you thing with my pocket men. Yeah, it's like, hey, my Pokemon just beat up all your Pokemon. Imagine what they could do to you. Now give me thirty dollars, and Pretty that's much, how he yeah. makes his money for every single battle. You want to know what I wrote down? What? Straight up thieving. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, right. Yeah. That's yeah. same. Same extortion. Yeah. That's yeah, got to yeah. be it. Uh, Ghostbusters. Now here's the thing. I they get are, it. They they're a they, service. They're a service. Yeah. But exactly call? how much money are they having to charge the fine people of New York to support their nuclear reactor that they, they keep? Oh, boy. Like, they have four individual nuclear reactors that they have to shove into a nuclear reactor safe-styled cooling unit in the basement of an old firehouse that they've just recently converted. Like, oh, this place is going to work just perfect. This thing's so fun. Have you guys tried this? Like, awesome. You bought an old firehouse. I guess it's just an old fixer-upper. Give us some, you know, some 80s, you know, quick mo The money to fix her up. How do you have that if yeah. you weren't? Because exactly. well, they all had real jobs before. Well, well they were not successful at those I said jobs. real jobs, like ghost busting ain't real. It's a real job. And it makes me feel good. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it does. Busting makes me feel good. It's I what know it does. does. I understand. <laughs> uh, Thunder Force. <laughs> You don't know of Thunder Force yet, but you will watch of Thunder Force on Netflix. Thunder Force is a Melissa McCartney uh, movie that she just came out in. Jason Bateman, right? Yes. I haven't seen He's it, but I saw something hands. about it. Yeah. Oh, my. Okay. Here's a fun thing. His that hands are crabs? No. No. Just, crab hands. Crab hand. Well, what a crab, crab no, like, claws. No. Like, He's got polydactyly? No. No. Is that what that's like, called? Like no, the crab no. band no. where, you know, his hands look like this, like Ninja Turtles? Yeah. No. With the, with the hair that you have on the back of your hands, you reach down and then you have some crabs on it. So what they did Wait, was <gasps> Melissa McCartney's character in a couple times in the movie just kind of does this, like the shameless promotion of themselves kind of idea. And she was in a store that they quote, and I'm using this in quotations, saved from a robbery. And uh, she's like, you know, the, you know, I'm we're just really glad that we could help. I'm glad nobody got hurt. And also, if you wanted to throw in this pickle in a bag, I really that would be so good. If you just, th- you know, just this pickle in the bag be great. Does she get the pickle in the bag? She got a pickle in the bag. Ah, spoilers! I should have put that. It's too <laughs> new of a movie. I shouldn't have asked. But no, it's that's nothing for the plot. I mean, it's pickle in a bag. But pretty so big to me. what I'm hearing is, if I ever stop a gas station from being robbed, I can get pickles in bags for free. Well, I don't At least know. One. It, just, it just depends. Like, are you taking on metahumans and actually beating them, or are you taking on like somebody with a gun, with a knife, with a flamethrower? With yeah. are all of these bad boys? I don't boys... care if he's like a 90 year old man with a cane. If he's robbing that store, I'm taking him out for some pickles and bags. What if he was just confused because he thought he was at the pharmacy and you just tackled this 90-year-old man? Well, I don't know. Would you have tackled him or would you just have squished him with your well, hand? Like, you... <laughs> Is that the squish noise? Is that when Tiny squishes the man? <laughs> if If it turned out that he was just an old, confused man... I would share the pickle with him and say, I'm sorry that I hurt you, kind sir. Does this man qualify for a Darwin Award? <laughs> uh, but yeah, do you, I mean, have, has anybody ever thought about this kind of stuff? Like, th- I mean, there's, here's another one. Off Can the you taste that on your microphone? <laughs> That's what, no. <laughs> I mean, just onions, whatever. Uh, ground beef from two different restaurants. Oh, um, so, no, but Powerpuff Girls. Like, what did Professor X do? He's the, a professor. What does that pay? I don't know. 
What uh, what else did he make? He had to have made something else before them, right? No, that hadn't well, they don't say. Oh, well, and, and he did that on accident. See the the Justice League and the Avengers did it right. Well, well, I say did it right, but did it a different way to where they've got two heroes that are rich beyond belief. So it's like yep. there's always an answer. It's like, well, how did you get? But this? Batman's not rich enough to make like a space station. But yeah. Yeah. Sure. He yeah. just never desired or had the need for one. But yeah. uh, but, but the Justice League have like a space station, don't they? I mean, think Elon can make but a space got a station. Superman. Why have a space station when you got a Superman? Right. Okay. And the construction Elon Musk is making rockets that can go into space and come back and land. And the construction okay. of said space station is going to cost you a lot less money because you've got people that are your friends that just so happen to be able to I don't know freely travel to and from with their special powers. Yeah, like a Superman. I didn't hear anything I just said. Am I wrong? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll accept that and move on. That was great. I'm, I'm proud of us. Uh, other teams, other teams, other teams, team ups, tag teams, whatever you want it back again. Check Fantastic it. Four. Well, they know how they pay for things. How do they pay for things? It's government funded, I believe. Uh, I don't know. I was asking. I don't know. I'm just oh, wondering. Like, how do the turtles pay for all their pizza? That's true. They that's take true. that pizza. Also, they that is the it. nastiest looking pizza. It's so runny the, and yeah. just, the cheese, baby. That's, yeah. that's it's not drips. good looking cheese. The cheese drips into the turtle mouth. It's like melted butter off of it, but not in a good way. Keep talking. You're right, not in a good way. In the best way. In the best oh, way. Oh, well, I mean, April probably gets him some pizza, right? She's got a job. Yeah. I'm How sure. does Harry Potter afford tuition at Hogwarts? I bet that's it's expensive. It was a scholarship. He, he, Read yeah, the he book. Got a scholarship. He got, he got a scholarship. <laughs> yeah, also, his parents were fantastically wealthy. Read the books. His parents, Next. yeah, because in the in the uh, the vaults that they have in Gringotts, yeah, that his parents have like a vault that's just unlimited amount of money. I'm actually currently reading the book. I read. I Maybe just read the, the first chapter. Book. Is it really? The I'm actually first chapter of the first book. The first chapter of the first book. That's as far as I am. <laughs> so we can give you shit if we want to because oh, okay. that's tiny watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> also, also, since we brought up Game of Thrones, Strong Bellwas is not in the show. I know that's in stupid. That, oh man, that bothered me so. Who much. is Strong really Bellwas? Stupid. His name. Wait, hold on. His name is Strong Bellwas. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he was like a eunuch pit fighter. In Marine. And, yeah, in Marine. Becomes one of Daenerys. unique again. No, no. Becomes one oh. of Daenerys' entourage. Yeah, and he was like, he's a like, huh, strong Bill was always lets them cut him first, and then he kills them. <laughs> he's so cool. Yeah, he was awesome. I and wonder why. Well, there's a ton of cool characters. That yeah, and then the they show. changed it to some weirdo, because I've been looking up cool scenes from the books to see how it plays on we the show. We need to do a whole topic and on this no one day. We need to, so I'm going to stop talking. Yeah, y'all team up on that sometime because that Ooh, could that could me. easily take a half of it. Like, that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah, just like my topic. Ooh, and we can team up too and go against them and we can battle oh, to see who we wins. We do a Marvel team up! Hey, we should do a rap battle. <laughs> no, no, please no. Uh-uh. Yes. No, 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 no. I'm uh-uh. so bad at it, but Mitch. I'm willing to do it. Y'all gonna Actually, make so me loot. Speaking of rap battle, let's wrap this up. And quit battling on. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. We are on Spotify, and we're on iTunes, and you're probably listening to us on one of those. If you're listening to us on iTunes, go give us all the stars you can, and then write a nice thing about us. Or, I don't know, I could probably fill that in with something. Ooh, or call us a bad word. No, don't do that there. No, you can call us a bad word like in your car, or you're listening to us, but don't type it out. Yeah, it's one of those things like where no publicity is bad publicity, but this is 2021, so this there is. Yeah, we need a controversy to get into. No, we don't. Uh, -uh. I want to be caught. No, I want to be good. I want to be good boys. Uh, Also, if you want to follow us on Facebook at Nerd Grapevine on Twitter at Nerd Grapevine on Instagram, at Nerd Grapevine, or if you want to contribute to our Patreon, where if you will be able to donate whatever amount you're able to, you can get a small holographic sticker of the Nerd It Through the Grapevine logo. Yeah, it's it a three-by-three-inch. Yeah, and they're hey, they're going to go quick. They're limited edition. Only limited amounts are made of this edition. So that's going to be at Best Friends, period, Tiny Ink, period, and that's where you can find us on Patreon. Oh, yeah, we have a Discord now, too, by the oh, way. Now, that's not going to be for me, because that's going to be for Tiny. Yeah, Tiny made a Discord for Nerded Through the Grapevine podcast. So, yeah, you should find us. 
How well, did they do that? <laughs> search it, I yeah, guess. You I, should just Google some stuff. I mean, you'll you, end up you there. Can, you can hit me up on my Facebook or any of our other social medias, and we can send you an invite. Yeah, that's a way, right? Is yeah, that, that how you that do that? Is a way. Um, you can click the magnifying glass, <laughs> and it says, "Where would you like to go?" <laughs> and then you type in "Nerd It Through the Grapevine Discord? podcast." Oh. In your Discord app. Okay. And that's how you find us. And then you can talk to us and we'll be and we're yeah. really silly people. All four grapes are there. We want to hear ideas for topics from you. We want to know what you find really nerdy and love, but we haven't talked about it and not many people know about it, because then we can research it, aka probably go on Wikipedia and do some lookings, or even ask you questions about it. And, I don't know, like Kevin Busby, one of our biggest fans. The Nerdvine Cowboy? Nerdvine Cowboy is yeah. what I, well, we have dubbed him. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like a Nerdvine Cowboy. Oh, yeah. He's already given us a, he's given us a good one like here recently and, for us to talk about soon. And just so you know, Mr. Busby, I do not exfoliate my beard with sand. <laughs> he feels so bad about confusing. You can't say that I use gravel thing. for my driveway. Oh, no. Oh, he's surprised. Well, I guess that kind of wraps everything up, and the only thing that I would like to know is, uh, Marcus, when life gives you grapes... Put them in your car and try to jump over a drawbridge. Fantastic. What? What? Uh, (laughs) That's... Was that that 90-year-old man trying to recover from you falling on him? That's who killed DMX. I didn't say that he fell on him. I said it squishy, squishy. You said squished him. You thought that that's what... So the 90-year-old man can only be squished. (laughs) Uh.